Bienvenidos hermanos y hermanas. My name is Juan Carlos López. I'll give my, my that, fault. That was a little scared though. Huh? I know. You almost, uh, Roger <laughs> almost deleted our podcast and there was not going to be a podcast this week by like what, like three seconds? It was like three seconds he was able to reach over and hit stop record. Almost deleted everything. It, it happens, but my name is Juan Lopez. And my name is Rogelio Robles. And, and this is Spanglish Seminary. This is Spanglish Seminary, yes. <laughs> Tell the people what this podcast is. So uh, this podcast is centered on la experiencia latina in the church. So there's a space between Spanish and English, Catholics y Aleluyas, Latin America y el Norte. Yes, so we're doing our best to try to stay in between those, those boundaries and talk about the entirety of the Latino experience in the church. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what we try to do. So where can they find us? Uh, so I know Facebook, it's Spanglish Seminary. On Instagram, it's uh, at Spanglish Seminary. And then Twitter is a little different. It's Spanglish underscore S-E-M. Um, what else? So shout out to all the people that have been reaching out regarding the stickers. Thank you. Appreciate it. They're they're on their way. Are they on their way, Roger? Yes, they are. They're, are they're, they like, they're on the works. They're in the works. Okay, we're, we're working on it. We're going to get some stickers together with our logo. You can put it on your laptop. You can put it on your book, whatever, um, wherever you want. But they're going to be some some good stickers that we want to, you know, send out to y'all, to, to our listeners. And um, thank you for those that have already offered to, to send us your, as we call them, ofrendas de amor. <laughs> thank you for helping us out. And, um, you know, with that, we, we want to get you something something back as well. And it's all going towards the podcast. So this, this is the podcast. It's a labor of love and Um, you'll definitely get a producer credit, you know, if you if you buy a sticker from us. Definitely. We'll say this this episode. Shout, you know, we'll give you a shout out. Say your name, say your Twitter handle, whatever you wanna. If you wanna push your uh, your SoundCloud rapper account or your YouTube channel or the the, the <laughs> your YouTube channel, your Marisco spot, your your abuelita's <laughs> piñata stand or whatever whatever it is that you wanna. <laughs> we'll definitely give you a producer credit, and um, that's it. So. On the we're gonna we're trying to be faithful to the 15th, 15th or 16th around that time. Very faithful. Giving you two two episodes a month, and uh, we're gonna shout out to our friend Blake who was on the uh, last season of Spanglish Seminary. Yes, I think it was the one speaking in tongues episode, the linguas. I think so. Yes. But um, he helped us out with the idea. We're gonna call this study hall. So the fifth, the, the first of the month, it's gonna be. A, uh, we're going to talk to a Latino uh, theologian or a, a theologian uh, that, that has to offer something else. It's not, not not necessarily always Latinos, but um, it's centered on that on the Latino experience. And then on the 15th, we'll have some friends over and meet with them and just discuss, you know, discuss the previous episode, talk some pop culture, talk, answer listener questions, different things. So keep sending us our, our questions. I think we had some some good questions this week, so we did. So thank you, and uh, well, well, let's get let's get to it. Right? What do we we need to come up with like a catchphrase to like like I've heard other podcasts that are like you know they're like oh, keep it crispy or <laughs> or send it over. I don't know some sort of some sort of gimmick, some sort of catchphrase to like when do we stop? Maybe it's just me, right? I don't know when to stop talking. Anyways, But, hope you guys enjoy. <laughs> no. All right, well, thank you, Walter, for joining us. Uh, we're going to definitely be doing this, you know, every second episode or every 15th episode. We're going to call it Study Hall. 
shout out to oh. our yeah shout out to our friend Blake and we're just gonna break down the previous episode and um, talk maybe some pop culture um, just different topics that are gonna come up answer some listener questions so um, well uh, Walter why don't you introduce yourself before we we start uh, yeah sure why not <laughs> my name is Walter Contreras um, you got to give your uh, your Instagram handle or your my SoundCloud Instagram handle your SoundCloud uh, is uh, Walterius <laughs> at Walterius. <laughs> if you can if you can spell it, then then you find me. If you can't, then you you won't find me. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, dude, we'll definitely uh, put your uh, your YouTube oh, no, account no, your YouTube no, account no. on there. <laughs> we'll just let everyone you know get it. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. Oh, stop. But. So let's let's get right to it. So what stood out for you um, from last week's podcast? Oh man, I mean, it, it was just all kinds of good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned before, I really enjoyed the history of how you guys met and how like God brought all of that together. Feels and seems like a crazy story, and is an ongoing story. Um, but I guess to cut into it. I really enjoyed the conversations about like the church, the the American or Western church, and how we uh, all the all the ways we view church and and how you know basically like if you go to another continent and you try to do what you do here, like you're the you're the odd one, most likely. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's something that stands out for me where you you. Yeah, somewhere anywhere else on another continent, or Christianity is different, takes a different yeah. shape in in other. Yeah. One of the things um, I tell my students sometimes is, and that I've heard before, that we need to read the Bible. Um, a lot of times we read the Bible as if we're we're the center of the story, mm-hmm. when in our context, and it doesn't fit everywhere, but in our context, we're we're the Roman citizens. So if we read it as a Roman citizen, and you're reading this, this these scriptures, you will be able to understand our place in the whole story, and what we need to repent of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's different places you can take it, but, but yeah, definitely that that stood out as far as what's necessary for us in the individualist, individualistic, mm-hmm. and also like com- um, consumeristic aspect of, yeah. of church, right? Which this is who we are, and we have. As long as we're aware of it, we'll know. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we'll know what temptation we need to we need to yeah. go against, right? How to, yeah, how to gauge it, how to be responsible, American Christians. Yeah, <laughs> consumer definitely. Christians, yeah, consumer Christians, and not that we have to be that, but but right to to lean against that, and then you know, there's other accounts of different things, you know, regarding race and mm. you know, rich and the poor and. I mean that's that is, yeah. that's a you know that's an entire season of podcasts right there that we'll oh, yeah, we'll sure. probably deal with it. All right, well thank you for that. Um, let's get right into our listener questions. You ready? Do so it. we'll just we'll just have Hit a discussion me. around them. Let's see um, between and Roger. We'll we'll throw this out to you too. So the first question we had, and these are all going to be anonymous, um, so as not to. What's that? What was that for? Was it Dragnet or what was that old? I'm totally dating myself. Where it was like an old cop show, and it says, 
the names the names and stories have been edited to protect the innocent or something like that. Oh, it's cops. It was it cops? cops. Oh yes, it was cops. I'm like <laughs> dragnet. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, of bro. I'm thinking of like middle school or, or That's like the intro of cops. It is the intro yeah, of cops. It <laughs> so it was I was thinking middle school like Staying home for the summer, watching Gilligan's Island, and watching—I <laughs> remember Adam Twelve, and for some reason that's what I thought. But yes, you're right, cops. What is it? Uh, but yeah, it was edited for. Anyways, that was my joke. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. So here's the first question, right? The anonymous. Um, so the first question is: Did Jesus go to hell? And so that's like a. Uh, like, all right. Well, see you guys. Room. See you guys when I see you guys. Yeah. No, it's not. A, no, it's not. A, no, it's a, this is gonna be a. Question. Oh, the easy one. Easy one. <laughs> Answer all the world's uh, questions. Yes. But so, um, I mean, well, for you, what have you heard as far as how have you heard this ans- this question answered? Um, can, we, can we repeat that again? Uh, did Jesus go to hell? So how have you heard this question answered or how would you answer this question? You know, it's funny because the first time or actually any time I hear that, question especially now that we're talking about it i immediately think about how it's kind of like you know book of revelations like you don't talk about it you don't read it you're too scared to right like it's kind of like you leave it alone i've always that's been my experience when i you know growing up and and the time that i did in the church and i never asked those questions but i was around it enough to to gauge that and it felt like Okay, like it's something you don't talk about, I guess, for some reason. Um, but that's been at least my most immediate experience about it. And then, like, you start like cultivating a relationship with God and realize, well, wait, like we can talk about anything in the Bible, <laughs> you know? And it's like, okay, there's like a weight lifted, but uh, yeah, that that's been my experience on how people have answered it, like. It's just I don't know, or um, so something something along those lines. But uh, right, so then it's uh, did Jesus go to hell, right? Yeah, like what does what does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the, there's that whole passage right where he like he he descended, right, at, as far down as he could or whatever, and and he ascended. Um, but yeah, like. So, like we've mentioned, um, just that whole idea of, like, the title deed of the earth and how, like, God or Jesus went to hell. Not because he went to hell, not because he belonged in hell or was deserving of hell, like like all of us are, without without his blood, <laughs> right? It, it's more of, like, you know, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking back, literally, like, like that song says, right? Like, what the devil has stolen. Um... And it's one of those things where it's like it's it, it to me it's like looking at it like that it feels cool it feels like wow like Jesus you died for me and you 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 reclaimed your right uh, of this earth uh, because before it the devil has it, he he's had ownership over it at least as far as like my yeah my there's there's goes. definitely different... my lack my lack of understanding no, no. goes yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's definitely more along those lines, right? Jesus, the the Adam 2.0, um, 
again, it, like the the deeper we talk about this, the more it's like, oh, well, it's what's definitely Adam two Yeah, what's that? What? That's what I was I telling you earlier, it. where yeah. we were talking about whatever question you ask, it it definitely opens up a yeah. bunch of different different. And they're things good. Where you can talk. They're they are good things. Yeah. They, these are awesome questions. Like I'm glad that yeah. we we want to yeah. know. Uh, unfortunately, well, Jesus, this uh, is yeah. Yeah, no, the, and it, it reminds me now that you mentioned that you mentioned regarding like Adam 2.0, right? It's like a modern way of saying the second Adam where it's in the scripture, right? That that Jesus is the second Adam. I heard um, recently somebody say that Mary was the um, was the second Abraham because and it, which is an interesting reading, right? Because when when the angel approached her and told her that you know you would you would, you will carry the messiah and mm -hmm. she she kind of says let it be right she opens herself right. up to the possibility of bearing christ and says let it be and it kind of goes back to um to genesis right where mm -hmm. where abraham you know by faith says right. you know well who will i have who will, who will carry my descendants you know who will, right. i don't have a child and you know look up into the skies you'll have as many descendants as this and yeah and Mary, Mary is the one that uh, accepts this. Mm -hmm. um, but I did want to read something. So uh, a few semesters ago, I did a, I had to do, write a paper on the stations of the cross. Mm -hmm. And I selected one on the 13th station. And so the 13th station of the cross is when uh, they're, when uh, the people are, well, Mary and um I'm terrible. Um, who's who? Who's the guy that paid? Um, who was the rich? He was rich, and he had a tomb. That, oh right, Joseph of Arimathea. Just Joseph of Arimathea, right? So the in this painting, it, it shows Jesus, and they're they're bringing his body down from the cross, right? And Mary's mm -hmm. there, and Joseph is there, and so this Catholic theologian, uh, his name is Hans Urs von Balthasar, right? Nice. I know it's a strange. You guys Classy. can Google. You guys can Google it. Um, and so he wrote a meditation on this, right? And I'll read it real quick. Um, so it says, The builder is beginning his task. Standing on the scaffold, he busies himself with his tools, fancying he is an architect and builder of a better world. Fancying, too, that God desperately needs his help. Let man think no further. Leave him to constructive illusions. Otherwise, who could explain this station of the cross? The bloodless body, free of nails, glides downward. Someone below supports its weight. Gently, easily, it sinks. Matter seeking its point of specific gravity. Is God then far below and not far above? Are we building high into a void, into the void of our spirit? And, almost unaware, Releasing, releasing God from our cramping clutch, leaving him to his own sinking motion. Rising Eros has its reasons. This, this falling love is its own ground and underground, sinking itself into itself, past ascending man, inviting him to surrender all his ground to that groundlessness and to rest in the unique center. So, well. Right, it's the first time I read it. It's what stood out for me from that is that God's descent. Right, how else can you read that station of the cross? That here you have God the Son, you know, bloodless body falling. Right, he's he's not 
completely he's not quickly immediately um ascending into heaven but he mm. descends first and a human has to catch him right mm. and he says that we're with our technology and with our different ideas of the way we try to help god we pass god on mm. on his on his way down and right. so we're we're it could it be that god so to me all that to say is to me that that kind of helped me understand when from the apostles creed where it says that he descended into hell right and to me, one of the one of the ways that I read that, because there's different ways to read that based right. on context and based on the time. Right. But what I've read is is that he descended into hell means that he that Christ has descended low to the lowest place possible. Right. So that no matter how high you go, how low you fall, right. whether you go as far east or as far west as possible, mm -hmm. there's everything is in Christ and there's no place that you can what does david say right uh where can i flee from your spirit mm. you know if you're there yeah. even if i make my place in in hell you were yeah. there right. and so like it's it's difficult for us to hear that right because yeah. it's difficult to because that's scripture right that's in the bible but yeah. we read it differently where it, it's it's a hopeful way of reading that christ is all in all and everywhere and yeah. and there's nowhere that that you know, and then that opens up a whole, you know, conversation of, of, um, regarding salvation and regarding all this other stuff. But, you know, in regards to that, that's one of the ways that I would, that I would answer that regarding the Jesus go to hell. To me, it's traditionally what the way the apostles creed says it, it's a, it's a way of saying, um, it's a way of saying he's, he's, uh, he's descended to the lowest point possible that anyone ever has ever go. descended because this yeah. is god not because this is a human or this is an angel right. or this is you know christ is everywhere i mean this right. is all over the bible right so those idea that idea of of that which is what makes us christian right um mm -hmm. so yeah different again different different ways of, of reading it and and For that sure. reminded me of that all right um so number two these are these are some good questions that they sent so the second one was um, why do people say why do Christians sometimes say everything happens for a reason to explain when something bad happens <laughs> and that's just the the odyssey and, and that's a you know why do why does God allow evil which again right. just sim we're just dealing with the simple stuff today right yeah all, all the <laughs> oh, it's stuff, nothing yeah, it's, it's nothing. nothing we've got all the answers here <sighs> that's a tough one um, uh, everything happens for a reason. Roger. Oh, well, by the way, everyone that's here. Well, Roger's yes. here. We can see him. He, Roger's he's, in the house. He's not saying. He's not saying much, be, but he's letting he's us. Just, uh, he's just laughing at us, like, just, "Oh, these fools." No. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to give this one a go, Roger? And again, there's, there's no. I don't want to say there's no right or wrong answers, but there's. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about yes. being faithful. It's about, yeah, and talking and, about and it. And talking about it. Um, okay, sure. Tell me. When people say everything happens for a reason. Or even even the, the I, opposite I, of that. They, they, sorry to cut you off. They, they don't <laughs> okay. say this, but like when people go karma, right? Like when people say, yeah, right. oh, karma's going to get you. It's yeah. the same way of saying like everything happens for a reason. Like or yeah. God, God is in control. Okay. Sorry. Here's Roger. I, I totally disagree that everything happens for a reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like there's, I just feel like there's evil things in the world and, you know, there's evil things that's going to happen 
you know, especially especially now that God still hasn't, you know, been back, uh, you know, like with the rapture. So I yeah. still feel like there's still evil in the world, and there's. As a Christian, you want to say that God's in control and God's gonna, you know, like nothing's gonna happen to you. Mm-hmm. But to be real and to, you know, continue living by faith, if you really have to think about it, you have to think about it like, dude, there's evil in the world and, you know, bad things happen. Like, bad yeah, things yeah. really happen. Absolutely. Like, what do you do to the. Christians, in, the Christians in uh, third world countries that are getting bombed at, mm. like you know, like right. Well, how do you say? How do you tell them that God's in control? Right. You know what I mean, like how do right. you tell we were going to talk about Syria, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's one of the reasons. Like yeah. it's just I had to bring it up. Yeah. So I sure. just feel like you know, that's totally, or like I don't know if you, I don't know if you mind, but with or my nephew, you know what would happen mm. that he right. passed away, and everybody was telling me that it happened for a reason. It's like yeah. How are you telling me that it's, you know, yeah. right. that God took or my like, nephew for a reason? It's not. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, that's... have you heard this? Or I mean, I've see, I've used this phrase before early as a, as a young Christian, and it's more for the it's more to make for it to make sense. Now that I realize I've said it to people to make make it make the situation make sense for me. Right. Out of fear, out of fear of like, whoa, I, I don't want this to ever happen to me. You know, I want to say that God mm. is in control. I want to say that everything right. happens for a reason. Yeah, a sense of a sense of comfort. Yeah, yeah. Giving giving it an answer like a that kind of like scapegoat answer. Yeah. Or like Job's. For a reason. It reminds me of Job's friends. Yeah, yeah, those jerks. Yeah, those, you know, like <laughs> yeah, like the, the most terrible friends ever. Yeah. Dude, like um, when have you ever seen anyone use? And this is not to anyone that ever said this. I mean, we all start somewhere, but oh, yeah. you know, when you hear someone use. Job as in a sermon and mm. it's like one of the section from one of the parts where Job's friends is talking and mm. it's used as a point and it's like no like Job's friends were wrong like I don't know right. but right. that's just you know that was afterwards after I read the end of Job but that's another what about for you Walter what do you think oh it's got I, I, I agree I agree with uh with 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 some of Rogers right like yeah like everything uh, to say that everything happens for a reason is to literally put God, like putting the blame on God. Like, well, like God, God, right? Everything happens for a reason. Slash or equals God is in control. God is is putting all the pieces together, whether they are evil or good. And we typically, it's funny because we typically use everything happens for a reason when in a negative. We don't say. Oh well, everything happens for a reason. I just got a you know a, a 600k salary or something like. We never say, "Oh, everything happens for a reason, bro." Or no, then we like say, you know, hashtag blessed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hashtag God is good and things yeah. like that. And I think that that has a lot to do with our shaping, right? It has a lot to do with um, the culture too and how how we are raised and where we're raised. Um, I, that's that's how I see that it's kind of like a, a it might be a, like a false sense of uh, of security and the reason why I say it's false because when you say that to somebody you're doing worlds of hurt then you don't even know it just by tagging like what Roger just shared like 
his you know your son his nephew and like by saying that everything happens for a reason okay um thanks i I don't like where do i how do how does that help me heal from a situation how does that everything happens for a reason um so then i just have to sit and wait for things to happen continually um and it just paints it paints a bad picture and it it, it, i just believe it to be like a, a lazy it's a lazy answer it's a lazy and honestly it's better to stay quiet it's better if something, right, like when we're having conversations and we want to say everything happens for a reason, it's more like, well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know why, like, this is happening, right? Roger said things that are going on in, in other parts of the world where uh, believers are dying. They're being mar- martyred. I don't know why. I don't know why, like, that is happening. God is right. He's sovereign. He's clearly allowing it. And in the end, vengeance will be his. He will, you know, all the, all the evil things that are going on, he will. He will make those wrongs right. Um, and as believers, we, we hold to that, right? And we that that's like a sense of hope as well, in, in, in a way. Um, but that's one of the just, things. To that, like quickly justify it. Like yeah. uh, everything happens for a reason. And just like, okay, we're, yeah. we're good. That's Next, one of the things right? that, that, I mean, I guess I want to say the, the only way that comes to mind is scares me when I considered it to my own self, right? So God is going to, you know, the promise of the gospel is, you know, the eschaton at the end of all things, God is going to make things right. God is going to, you know, when Christ is revealed, um, all things will be made new. And the question that I've learned, that I was taught to ask myself is, in all the ways that I've personally hurt people and all the wrongs that I've done, God is going to make those things right one day because that's justice, right? God is gonna, right. So that's like where God's, you know, quote unquote, like judgment comes in, right? Yeah, and, that insti- it, it instills fear. Right. It, inst- that, yeah. it is. It's like scary yeah. to think about the, the throne and the, the judgment day. Right. Right. So, Terminator 2. <laughs> yeah. So, right. So the, the, that's our Western mind, right? Thinking of Terminator 2 of, of that type of judgment where, but... The, and the, we and we forget the judgment of Christians the, the, that it's it's a separate right right am I, am I, I that's know. another no no yeah, I've heard yeah, that too it, it, right well, where it it's starts, like to me the way one of the ways that I read that is as a Christian you submit to judgment and let me give the the context for judgment that I'm trying to say is we submit to judgment weekly when yes. we gather we are the people that we we and not judgment in the way we've heard it where we used to like. You're being condemned in right. in a way where like you're you're being made less than, but judgment in a way where you're bringing yourself up to the light to say, this is, this is where I need help or this is where, you know, um, so God is a good judge, mm. right? God is a good judge. God is not an unjust judge, and he's gonna God is gonna make things right one day, and so. The question that I ask myself is, am I going to be okay to see God blessing my enemies? Am I going to be, am I going to be okay to see God making things right? And and that's, yeah. so like one of and the I ways think... I've heard regarding the sheep and the goats is, um, and one of my professors says this, he says that the only difference between the sheep and the goats is how the sheep feel about the goats. Mm-hmm. That am I going to be 
am I going to be a sheep who's happy that the goats are are goats? Right. Because that's the that's the subversive aspect of it, right? Like, yeah, I'm really a goat if I think if I think right. I'm pointing down at the sheep. That's those are the goats, the people that right. think that hey, I'm I'm cool, I'm saved. Yeah. We'll we'll let we'll let them be. We'll let God judge right. them. Yeah. So it's it's humbling. I, yeah, just... I definitely, I see, yeah, you're right. I see that as like, okay, so then I also, the way I view that in the end, right, I, I truly believe that we're just going to be too enamored with the presence of God and all its mightiness and glory that we're, we're not going to have time to, to see. Right now, these thoughts, I, I believe them to be very carnal thoughts. I believe them to be very human thoughts of, uh, well, will I be happy with? Of course you won't be happy with it. I won't be happy with it either. But in his presence, when we're face to face with, with him, right? If, if, if God is right, there won't be a sun. If he is so bright that we won't, that a sun won't be required in eternity, like if that paints a picture of how big he is. So I envision that as well as like, he is so big that when I am face to face with him, I am not going to have time or even want to even think about and dwell about. Well, why, why them, and why that? I, I don't believe that. I believe that's something we struggle with here, right? In the same manner, when you say like to seek justice on people, that we want God to, right, to, to be just now. I think a lot of that stems from like a selfish, carnal way of judging where it's like we want to, God to judge our way instead of his way. And his ways are not our ways. His ways are past finding out. And that's what we have to wrestle with. I believe that we're not going to, I don't think we're going to care in eternity when we're there. We're not going to care that our enemies that did make it, right? People that we hate or despise or don't get along with here on earth. Like, I don't think we're going to be dwelling on that in eternity um, when we're there with him. I, I think we're going to be very much preoccupied with a lot of other things. Um, and it's also why I, I write the whole idea of like dwelling on the, like eternal things and not earthly things and right uh like putting your stock on those types of things i see it that way as well where i guess I, maybe i'm more a little bit more like i have a little bit more empathy in that sense where it's like i put myself in other shoes and i try to you know that that humbles in a sense where like i am just as capable i can do all of those things i can say all of those things too i can i can be that person if i can remind myself that I can be as bad as those people that I want God to ju to judge and strike lightning down with right now, then that will that will uh, hinder my wanting to call lightning down on that person. I, it won't. I like it, it. It just like chalks it off. Like okay. Well, that you know, and we're we're all over the place a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's fine because that's kind of what happens to me too. Yeah. And. Because now you you got me thinking of other things, right? But right, it's and then we start talking about like sanctification, and we start talking right. about uh, a lot of the different topics that can that can come up. The stem, uh, yeah, absolutely. From that, and um, again, easy questions. One of the th yeah, these are not these are not easy questions. We'll we'll try to flesh them out throughout the throughout the season as well. Um, so this is definitely not like 
we're answering yeah, some no. of these listener questions oh, and they're no. not like definitely it, it not answers. It will not end. Yeah, it will not end. Yeah, here. we're not. Offering, I, I, I certainly hope not. We're not I, offering I, I, answers. Yeah, if anything, yeah, we're no, no. we're offering. We're, we're talking about it. More questions and different questions. Yeah, because everything we say is opens up more questions, which is is the point. Um, but but to to kind of wrap wrap that up um, in regards to everything happens for a reason and and God's sovereignty and and things like that. Um, I think that. I think the one of the best ways that I've heard it is is also you know that God is not done being God, and um, whether we see it as God allowing things or whether we see it, there's different ways to read it. There's different traditions. There's there's plenty of different um, ways that Christians have answered these questions, and it's it's that's what theology is. It's an ongoing conversation. It's an ongoing set of questions that that shape us and make us into the image of Christ. So we definitely continue these. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, one of the things that got me, so for the next listener question is centered around Latinos and theology and specifically like Pentecostal charismatic Latinos. Um, my experience was that we were kind of, um, when I started in a Pentecostal church, um, I was kind of discouraged from reading books or discouraged from like the word theology was sort of a, uh, like a Boring. like a curse word or like a curse word even <laughs> like you know let the spirit guide you or you know you right. don't need to read some other books but mm. I mean you're one of the first like you know Pentecostals or, or Christians that came from a Pentecostal tradition um, like what led you personally to kind of start reading or taking theology seriously even though you personally like haven't gone to seminary but like I've you know I've tried to. <laughs> Get you, get you to get yourself in debt in that way. And, you know, God yeah. will take care of it. God will provide. Oh, I'm just no, kidding. Absolutely. No, I'm totally, yeah, that, I'm, was I'm, yeah. that was a joke. That no, was a joke. I don't know. Yeah. But no, for know. you I reading, know. for you, you know, taking theology uh, seriously in, in, in your context, and, uh, what okay. led you to, to read? So what's funny and interesting about that, in the context of the, right, the Latino Pentecostal tradition, what led me to take it seriously was outside of that tradition and all of that. So I, uh, I have a cousin who, you know, he, uh, he did all, he did all the things in life that he wanted to do growing up and through high school and, you know, got to college and, you know, was living it up, doing his thing. Uh, just wasn't, you know, believed in God. Right. Uh, but never took him seriously. Um, and then, and then he did. Long story short, and he's walking with the Lord, and he's doing his thing. And I always remember, like, I mean, this is a cousin that you write. Like, I'm sure you guys can relate. Where maybe you have that with that family, the only Thea or Thea that you are allowed to sleep over their house, maybe, or like those close relatives that were like their brothers. You know, you grew up, you saw them every weekend. You, you know, that's what he was to me, and and still is. Like to this day, we have such great affection for each other. And I always remember when he had his turnaround at that point, like I had been in the Lord or in church or whatever um, for about, I want to say like five years. And I always remember like whenever we'd go hang out, right, the weekend comes or we're going to go and have like a sleepover and we're just going to hang out and chill. And and then he'll he he would always strike me with his question and he'd ask. So, so how's your prayer life? And I'll just be like, wait, what? Like in my mind, like, oh, we're having this conversation. Like, dude, I thought we were going to chill and play like video games in my mind. Like, 
so then that topic and then I just felt like uh, I had to be honest with him and so I was and I told him well I, I don't have a prayer life he's like oh okay and there was no judgment there right there was no like, mm, like sense of disappointment it was just okay and then his follow-up was well how's your you know how's your time in in the word you know and in study or devotions and things like that and again another question that to me was <laughs> it was like uh i don't have uh time or devotion in the word and things like that and he was like completely cool and just and that's how it always was it, it started and ended with those two questions for like a couple months until the point where it's like it, it started taking root and i'm like why why am i not praying why am i not reading why like i've been in this like and that's what led me to like, wait, like I have to take this seriously. Like this is this is real, you know. And this is, and then I see like what it's done in his life, right, in his testimony and what's going on. And I'm like, wow, like I'm just, I've just been putting on my Christian coat all, you know, for a while and right, raising my hands at the right time at church and singing out loud at the right time, like looking like a like a good Christian, like a good Pharisee, so to speak, you know. And then it just opened my eyes to like. Why don't you open your Bible? Why don't you spend some time praying? Whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to look a specific way. And that's when, like, right, I started in the Gospels. And I was just blown away by the things that I was, like, learning about what Jesus did and what he went through and just all those amazing things. And then um, it, it started there and he started recommending books. Or, or I got curious about something. And then at the time, my youth pastor, um, it, it just worked hand in hand because she... She wanted to start a like a theology like kind of one one. She she was in she was going insta yeah she was going to to Biola at the time and getting herself educated in in right in theology and things like that. And so she took it upon herself to create like a like a instituto biblico, but for for English speakers. And then like we we all jumped on board and like I was so excited about that because at that point I had already started I'd begun my journey of taking theology seriously. I just didn't have any tools. And so like through that, I learned, right. Like we did, she did like the class on like good hermeneutics and, you know, like Bible dictionaries. And then she recommended like the uh, study Bible and explain things. And we had a lot of things and I was so engaged in it. And I was so in love with, with learning those, like I used to call them basic tools or whatever. Um, or the the Christian elementary tools, I don't know, so to speak, whatever you want to write, like your your grammar, your your biblical grammar, so to speak, um, and then like I started buying uh, commentaries, I started buying like all these things, and just like reading the hearts of these men that you know they they walked the walk, they you know they they and their race ended years ago, and they ended well, and like to see how impactful their words are to this day like i can be reading and just seeing how their thoughts are intertwined with scripture and just like whoa like how do you how is that like how are you doing that and i think that's what makes it so powerful where it's like if i'm just speaking my opinion it doesn't matter it has no weight it has no it has nothing it's nothing my opinions are nothing but if i if my thoughts stem from scripture well scripture is true right like this earth will will right go like pass away but my words will not type of thing where it's like the right these men these 
created, right, the, the elements, uh, the dust that we are, right, passes away. But those words are, are still alive and working to this day. And it was, it's just been amazing in that sense. But that's kind of like a nutshell of how I got to where I'm at. And I just love uh, learning. And, like, I love our conversations, even, like, the times that we do talk forever and ever. Um, and it's just, it's so healthy. It's so healthy to have the questions to, that we wrestle with, to have the things, uh, to hear each other's hearts. And then, like, to come to a point where, you know, I started attending like a, a Bible study and realized like a lot of these questions that people were asking, like, you know, like I, oh, I can point you in the scriptures, right? Like the, the, the Ethiopian eunuch and like reading the scriptures and not understanding. And it's like, well, hey, let, like, let me help you out. And all for the sake of, of wanting to see your fellow brother and sister grow. Like, it's a beautiful thing. I feel like when people come with questions and they're authentic, they are, they're skeptical, and it's okay to be skeptical, it's okay to, to not know these answers, and I, I, I you know, love I've heard that. that, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've heard that, you're good, in, in regards to skepticism, right, like, mm-hmm. um, I heard a really good quote in, regarding doubt, that uh, doubt is not the opposite of faith, that certainty is, because, mm. and, and I'll flesh this out a little bit, where, when you're certain about something and you don't have any questions, um, it's you're not using faith, you know. And and there's a difference between being confident and setting your hope on on Christ in faith and mm-hmm. being certain about something. Where you know that's that's another thing I heard that you know regarding the sometimes the way the devil the devil tempts us is that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to get you to stop believing, but to believe right. unfaithfully. Right. To believe in such a way that we give people stones. When we give them the word, we give them stones instead of bread. Mm-hmm. And right. and a lot of times we can use the we can use the Bible. Um, you know, absolutely. That study yeah. where that that there's a scripture when Jesus was um, arrested, and uh, Peter was it Peter that grabs the sword and cuts. One of he's like all like cuts the, the he's like ear. how we are right now he's like all like yeah. just like sleepy and just like oh yeah cuts, he catches the the, 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 the ear off right ear. yeah and sometimes i think in my experience i even I, I was guilty of it and am can be guilty of it still i'm not gonna say was um right where we can use scripture um uh, to try to win arguments and, and use scripture in such a way Absolutely. to yeah uh, that we end up cutting people's ears off mm-hmm. with the sword to to continue yeah. that metaphor so that yeah. they can't hear the gospel. Um, right. And, and this is all things I've heard in sermons. Yeah. Likewise, likewise. And so then to add to that is like, right, uh, John the Baptist, like he, he, he prepares the way, right? He makes straight the path to, to the Messiah, to Christ. And how we, as right, as what, as what John the Baptist was doing, he, he makes straight the path to, to the Lord. We make the path crooked. By by out by how we talk about the Lord and how we perceive and and, and like what you were saying, we throw rocks. And we, even the assumption, we, even the assumption of like how we use evangelism sometimes, mm. where where we assume that we have the answers for people and right. take the spirit out of the equation. In that, 
-hmm. maybe God was already at work in this person and we need them just it's a mutual thing just right we much. need them Absolutely. just yeah. as much as they need us we need each mm -hmm. other and it's not just me bringing something yeah. to you it's a there's a mutual so that way we can it. be a click and we can have all we can all be of the same exact thought yeah and if you're not in the same thought well then you go as a, as they as the movie goes yeah like you can't sit with us you can't you sit know, with right? us you can't we snuck a us. mean girls we, yeah here. Yes. we did we sure did <laughs> You know, and that we do that, we do yeah. that to to Christians in the same churches too. Yeah. We go, uh, like I know, I know what you think about that part of God. Yeah, like I know what you think about that part. Like, so what if, so if that's all they think? It reminds that, me that of uh, it reminds me of Acts where um, with the Ethiopian. You <clears throat> mentioned him, right? So the Ethiopian yes. eunuch, eunuch is so here's someone that by law cannot worship God, right? Because he's a eunuch. Mm. He cannot go into the temple. And here he is reading Isaiah, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's reading Isaiah. I'm, I'm showing I'm showing myself as, as being a seminarian that, you know... Yes. Uh, Things to look forward to. I don't... Well, I don't read my, my Bible, right? <laughs> I don't know what scripture this is. I just know the story. Um, know story. I'm just kidding. But... Um, so here's a eunuch, right? And, and uh, who was the apostle... Um, who was the disciple walking alongside of him? It was uh, help me out here. No, um, don't don't, don't rely anyways, on me. Anyways, you can look you can you can look it up on your yes. Bible. We can all look, look it, it up, up on our Bible. It's real, right? yes. Look so it up, please. So here's don't, the Ethiopian eunuch, right? It. And he's walking. I mean, he's he's uh, in the carriage reading mm -hmm. a scripture, and then one of the disciples is walking by, uh, and the spirit tells him walk up to the walk up to him and talk to him. And, you know, it's it's when you read it in context and the, from a mutual aspect, not that you see here someone that is by law, by the by the Hebrew or Jewish law, he's mm -hmm. not allowed to go into the temple. But yet he he's already reading about God. And he asks the question, is this about is this about Christ? Well, he doesn't say Christ, but who is this about? Right. right? Who is this about? And so he tells him yeah. this is about Jesus, tells him the whole story. But what's mm -hmm. funny to me, what always stood out for me is that. He when he says, "Why can't I be baptized now? Why shouldn't I be baptized?" You know, after he kind of gives them the whole story, the whole gospel of everything that happened, he goes, "Well, what's preventing me from being?" He goes, "Nothing's preventing you. Here you go. You're being baptized now." He baptizes yeah. them, but Boom. then what's funny is that he he quote unquote the disciple gets raptured out away, <laughs> okay, and bye. sent to another place. <laughs> like I'm not gonna. I I read that as like God, like I'm not gonna let you ruin him. Like he's good. <laughs> yeah. Let me take you out of the equation. Yeah, before so that, you you screw up his theology yeah, and right. his perception on He was on already word. Yeah, he was it was like yeah. he was there to save him to yeah. to let him know so that God can show him I'm letting people that even that even are lawbreakers. Like I'm letting other mm -hmm. people others out in into the yes. circle to be baptized that are outsiders. And I'm gonna, and he takes them out of the equation. So it's that, right? And quote, as Gentiles, we're, yeah, we are the outsiders that were let in, right? So we can talk about this for days, but absolutely, okay. Um, uh, there's so much, but you know, we we definitely in our in we have um, Syria, you know, Syria. What's been happening lately in our in our hearts as well? And um, there's a quote that I'm not sure where. Um, I can look it up as well. I should, this is where we need a producer to 
look some of these things up as we talk. But oh, no, no, no. But there was yeah, a quote. Let me know. <laughs> there was a quote that says um, uh, from a theologian that says that we, for us Americans or American Christians, that we let our government do our sinning for us. Like we're we're a country of good people, but we let our government do our sinning for us. In that, you know, in regards to bombing and in regards to right. uh, trying to solve things through war. Right. And it, for me, it goes back to, you know, like early Pentecostals, uh, you know, being against war and being against, uh, you know, people of peace. And I mean, that's a conversation for another day, but definitely to have that in prayer, to have that community in prayer. Like it, it's for me, even we were talking about this earlier, right? It's, it's such a privilege to sit here you know, with our microphones yeah. on in front of our computers and talk about that's Christianity right. and not have to worry about uh, bombs you know, yeah, and 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 as you said earlier, right? It's not just because our life is going the way we want it doesn't mean that it's a blessing necessarily. You right. can't be so quick yeah. to say hashtag blessed. I'm blessed, and maybe the the Christians in Syria or just the people of Syria, period, mm-hmm. um, are not blessed. So that's that kind of connects to our talk of the church and how we talk about the church. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, uh, I think we can go on forever, but it's almost. Uh, it's 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 late. <laughs> it's 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 uh it's late. We're gonna have to post this uh, podcast up. Any any last words, Walter? Before before, and thank you for this. You'll we'll definitely have you back Absolutely. on for the, the study hall or or for other other episodes. So we'll, we'll have you on here and for, probably try to have a few more people all at once and have like a roundtable discussion um, about whatever. Um, anything anything you'd like to add? I'll let you have the last word, brother. Um. Thank, thank you guys for what you guys are doing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank Keep you. doing. We appreciate Keep doing it. what you're doing. Yes. All this hard work is not in vain. That's for sure. Thank you for that, brother. We, we appreciate you. And and thank you for for, our, for your kind words and your, and your support. Uh, so So, no, you don't you don't want us to, to show your... Uh... Go for it. <laughs> no, you, I'm just you, This is just your <laughs> YouTube, thing. Man. I'm just kidding. I'm... I'll give you a hard time. We're just we're just trying yeah, to leave on a on a good note here. Absolutely. Um, but thank you, and th- to all our listeners, thank you for for listening and send some more questions. Uh, we'll definitely be back uh, in two weeks. So thank you for listening.